Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Here we go. So grateful to have this opportunity to join together, to transcend time and space. Yes, I'm so deeply grateful for our connection. I was just in the uh, Buffalo area over the weekend. I was doing workshops at the Unity Church there with Reverend Alora and Reverend Mary and so many wonderful people. It was such a blessing for all of us. We did a lot of deep cleansing, healing work together and had a lot of fun too. It was great. And I am so blessed that when I go someplace, I get to meet my beautiful friends and prayer partners. And that's such a blessing to me. I'm so grateful for this opportunity that we give each other to transcend time and space. So let's do it right now with a prayer. I'm going to place my hand on my heart and take this breath of love and gratitude. So grateful to join with you in this very moment. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we open our hearts, we open our minds to the guidance, live streaming, divine inspiration and insight from the Holy Spirit. This is what we are opening ourselves up to. This is what we are saying yes to. So grateful to open ourselves to unlimited, unprecedented support for our awakening, for our healing, for our transcendence and transmutation of the limiting thoughts and beliefs, the habits and patterns of the past. Grateful to join together for the purpose of experiencing our liberation. So grateful and so thankful that because we share the same mind, we naturally share the benefits with all beings. So we're coming together to accept the atonement for ourselves and to change our mind about the world. And we are truly grateful and truly thankful to allow it to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. So, <laughs> we are looking at the Holy Spirit's rules for decision this week. Mm. Yes. Yes, we are. And I'm truly grateful that we can, in this moment, uh, consciously attune to the Holy Spirit and be guided so that we literally we hear what is the perfect guidance for us this is what is transpiring this is what we are allowing so we're looking at chapter 30 which is called the new beginning 
So we're coming to the end of the text and we're looking at the new beginning, starting over. And uh, in the introduction, it says, the new beginning now becomes the focus of the curriculum. The goal is clear, but now you need specific methods for attaining it. The speed by which it can be reached depends on this one thing alone, your willingness to practice every step. Each one will help a little every time it is attempted, and together will these steps lead you from dreams of judgment to forgiving dreams and out of pain and fear. They are not new to you, but they are more but there are more ideas than rules of thought to you as yet. So now we need to practice them a while until they are the rules by which you live. We seek to make them habits now so you will have them ready for whatever need. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. For me, this is one of the most valuable tenets of A Course in Miracles. The most valuable principles of A Course in Miracles is our willingness is all that's required and we practice. We practice, practice, practice like someone practicing an instrument and becoming better and better and better. And we can practice. And because we're practicing, if we don't get it perfectly by some egoic standard, we're still practicing, and any amount of practice is better than none. I remember a couple of years ago, someone who was in my year-long Masterful Living course at the end of the year said, you know, I really got this year that even five minutes a day of being attentive to my thinking, really attentive to my thinking, five minutes a day, a few choices a day of choosing again, invoking the Holy Spirit into my mind, just a few little bits of that a day, but consistently day after day made a profound change in my life. And... I remember years ago, it really struck me that how the Holy Spirit works in our mind and how we can really speed things up, because that was my prayer. I was so tired of dragging myself along and not making the kind of spiritual progress that I believed was possible. I was really getting tired of it, and I was feeling beaten down and I was willing to put more energy into it if only I could figure out what would truly be helpful for me to do. And I had this realization in the midst of it that if you think about our aspiration to be awakened, to be enlightened, just to be loving and kind, to be consistently patient and generous and willing. If you think about that desire 
and you think of it as an aspiration. For me, it felt about as possible as going to the moon and walking on the moon. That's how impossible it felt to me. And so I really, I, I felt so overwhelmed by how far I felt. Ooh, my book is falling apart. You need to have it rebound or something. Um, <laughs> I felt so far from being successful. And I would get so discouraged by my own behavior, my own lack of willingness, my own resentments and habits of taking offense and being unloving and unkind. I would get so discouraged. And I began to become so much more dedicated and diligent. I thought, well, let me try that. Let me just try that. Maybe it will work. And it really changed for me. I started to have so much more insight. And it was really because I began to put spirit more and more in charge of my life. I began to have more and more trust. And you probably know, I say it all the time, that one of the most valuable sections to me in all of A Course in Miracles teachings is that section, the development of trust in the Manual for Teachers. And it's in Chapter 4, and it's just two pages long. But I, for folks in Masterful Living, for Finding Freedom, I encourage them early on in my classes to read that every day for a week. It's only two pages. And then once a week from then on, keep going back to it because it's so fruitful when we really understand it. And it takes most of us a while to really get it, to really understand what it's telling us. At any rate, I realized that doing this spiritual practice, this spiritual journey, this uh, experience that we're in of waking up, that it's like sending a rocket to the moon. And if you think of when they send a rocket to the moon, I don't know a lot about it, but I know that they plan a trajectory. Right? They plan, it takes a bunch probably of uh, physicists and mathematicians, I don't, I don't know, engineers. They're figuring out, they're plotting that trajectory of the rocket to land on the moon. And there are many things that are factors. The earth is spinning, the moon is spinning. There's gravity, both have gravity both planets, and then out in space, there's no gravitational pull, and uh, there's probably wind and all kinds of factors, storms and all kinds of things, and what is most important is that in order to land that rocket where you'd like it to land, 
with precision, with accuracy. You've got to course correct the whole way. You're going to have to correct that course based on things that are not necessarily predictable or foreseen. And so that's how our life is. It's not about doing it perfectly in each and every moment. It's about being present to the opportunities to change our mind. And for me, one of the most liberating things I could do was to let go of the decision I'd made and actually go along with what spirit was guiding me. So let's dive into the rules of decision and holding in our mind this idea that to practice perfectly, it's like practicing sending a rocket (laughs) where you've got different gravitational pulls of old habits and old beliefs and old patterns and you've got different kinds of weather and you've got uh, the planets are moving and spinning, all these different influences. But the thing that's constant, really, is our desire, our spiritual desire to accept the atonement for ourselves, our spiritual desire to awaken from the dream of separation and suffering, our spiritual desire to listen to the one voice. So let's dive into the rules for decision. So it's section 1 of chapter 30, which is my page 625. And it says, now I also just mentioned, decisions are really choices. Decisions are continuous. You do not always know when you're making them. But with a little practice, with the ones you recognize, a set begins to form which sees you through the rest. It is not wise to let yourself become preoccupied with every step you take. All right, that's important. Not wise to become preoccupied with every step you take. Only the ego would do that. Right, so the ego's judging, judging, judging. That's what preoccupied with every step would, would do. The proper set adopted consciously each time you wake will put you well ahead. All right. And if you find resistance strong and dedication weak, you're not ready. And if you find, excuse me, do not fight yourself. So if you find resistance strong and dedication weak, you're not ready. Do not fight yourself. Why? It's not loving. It's not loving. But... Think about the kind of day you want and tell yourself there is a way in which every day can happen just like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a new habit. It doesn't have to take a long time. But just before you get out of bed in the morning, maybe while you're brushing your teeth, Maybe a moment with a cup of coffee. But I find if you wait till after you get out of bed, you can get distracted. So if you can do it before you get out of bed, that's great. It's a great new habit. And you can just take 60 seconds. What kind of day would you like? The kind of day I'd like is peaceful, harmonious, productive. 
deeply healing, deeply nourishing, lots of fun, feeling successful. Holy Spirit, make it so. We don't have to necessarily imagine what we're going to be doing. Because let's face it, if it feels wonderful, and we feel successful, we feel productive, we feel loving and centered and free, does it really matter that much what we're doing? I don't think it does. (laughs) So... That's why I like to stick to how does it feel rather than what did I accomplish? Because the ego wants to accomplish lots of things and the spirit has only one goal. (laughs) Liberation. Do not fight yourself, but think about the kind of day you want and tell yourself there's a way in which this very day can happen just like that. Then try again to have the day you want. The outlook starts with this. So here's the first aspect of the rules for decision. Today I will make no decisions by myself. Today I will make no decisions by myself. This means that you're choosing not to be the judge of what to do. But it must also mean you will not judge the situations where you will be called upon to make response. For if you judge them, you've set the rules for how you should react to them. Alright, so this is why the practice of non-judgment is also the practice of forgiveness. When we're judging, we're in unforgiveness. Forgiveness is non-judgment. So, today I will make no decisions by myself. This means that you're choosing not to judge of what, not to be the judge of what to do. Not to be the judge of what to do. But it must also mean you will not judge the situations where you will be called upon to make response. So let's say you're in a situation, you happen to be in a situation where there's a car accident. You're going to respond. You can respond with love. You can respond with anger. You can respond with fear. You can respond with gratitude. All kinds of responses. Don't judge the situations. Don't judge the car accident. Maybe you're in a meeting where a colleague is struggling. Don't judge the situation. Remain open to the Holy Spirit's guidance. Today I will make no decisions by myself. So when we're in judgment, we're making a decision. That's the thing. All right. And then another answer cannot but produce, hang on a second, so if you judge them, if you judge the situations, you have set the rules for how you should react to them. So in other words, if you judge that this situation was an attack on you, you're probably going to decide how you should respond 
based upon your past, based upon your history, based upon how vulnerable you feel. So this is why not making any decisions by ourselves is so helpful to us. And it takes real practice to do this. My Lord, I sure am not perfect at it. But I'm I'm getting better all the time, and I really enjoy life more all the time. It's more peaceful all the time. I'm happier more of the time. And that's how I notice I'm making fewer and fewer decisions by myself. It says, and then another answer cannot but produce confusion when we're making these decisions and uncertainty and fear. So when we've made a decision, this is bad, this is wrong, and spirit is guiding us to have compassion, that can bring uncertainty and fear because we've already made a decision. Now there's a conflict. Right? If you go back to chapter 2, fear and conflict section, the conflict comes from when we say we like the peace of God, but that's not what we're choosing. Right? So if we've judged things, then we're going to judge, we're going to naturally decide how to respond to it. If this is bad, if this is a threat, I'm going to respond to it based on my history and my experience with being threatened. So it says here, this is your major problem now. You still make up your mind and then decide to ask what you should do. You see this? We make up our mind. We make decide what things are for. Remember lesson 25, one of my favorite lessons? I don't know what anything is for. So we decide what things are for. And then we give it up to the Holy Spirit. We can learn to be in that place with the Holy Spirit all the time and get there first. So it says here, you still make up your mind and then decide to ask what you should do. And what you hear may not resolve the problem as you saw at first. See, there's the conflict. This leads to fear because it contradicts what you perceive and so you feel attacked. Right? This is one of the most common things that people ask me about. They ask me how to deal with the conflict. They feel that this is a problem. This relationship is a problem. This relationship is my downfall. This whatever it is is needs to be solved rather than turning it over to the Holy Spirit and being led and guided. It says there are rules by which this will not happen, but it does occur at first while you are learning how to hear. So one of the most basic simple prayers to make is Holy Spirit, I'm willing to learn how to hear very well. Holy Spirit, I'm learning and willing to learn how to hear your voice clearly above all others. One of the things that I started to do that I found really helpful is to, in in the workbook lesson 183, uh, I call upon God's name, uh, 
I call God, call God's name, call God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, whatever you'd like to, to name it. Perfect love, creator God, mother, father, infinite spirit, great mystery, Allah, whatever name works for you. Call upon the name of God. Call the angels into your awareness, into your life, into your being. Call upon Jesus consistently. And what I would ask for again and again and again is make it so that I can hear the voice for God so clearly and all the ego thoughts and beliefs and the seeming voice of the ego personality that I can barely hear that at all. That the voice for God is so clear and that I cannot mistake it. I asked for that again and again and again. And then I realized, oh, okay, now it's not just a matter of hearing it. <laughs> I have to really be glad I can hear it. I have to really be welcoming it. So that's a whole other thing. And that's the invitation for all of us, is to truly hear the voice for God. Indeed. And to follow it. Okay, so... Actually, I think this is a good time for us to take a break before we get to the second rule for a decision. So that, that first rule is, today I will make no decisions for myself. Just making that decision before we go out of bed. I'm not going to make any other decisions for myself. Just this one, that I'm not going to make any decisions <laughs> by myself, on my own. I'm going to do everything with the Holy Spirit today. So we start with, that's our end goal, that we're going to take that rocket to the moon today, this year. And uh, as uh, this is being broadcast, right, so we're here in the middle of December, uh, heading towards the end of the year. Now's the perfect time to say, from this point forward, the rest of this year, all of next year, this is my goal, to make no decisions by myself. To follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit and choose the highest and best for everyone, every time. Because remember, the highest and best for anyone is the highest and best for everyone because there is only one. I love that. I love that about God. <laughs> I can rest in that, and I've learned to rest in it, and oh, it does give us rest. Rest, all ye heavy laden. I, Holy Spirit, will give us rest if we allow it. It's so much easier when we do, and that's what we learn to do. We learn to allow it. And, uh, you know, at the beginning I was saying that this is one of the things that someone in Masterful Living had said to me, that this was the thing that changed their life over the course of a year, is learning to practice this. And that is the purpose of my year-long Masterful Living course, is to support people who would truly like to change their thinking so they can change their life. People who would truly like to let go of the past and who have even the slightest little bit 
of willingness. I have found year after year that those who enter into Masterful Living, the year-long course with me, uh, almost everyone, 95% of the people who begin the class think, I don't think I have what it takes to do this, but this is my heart's desire, or I don't have what it takes to do this, but I can't do nothing. I have to do something. I have to give myself my best chance. And um, what I always say to people is, if it feels right to you right now, you'll know it. There'll be something in your heart, in your gut that says, go for it. And so I encourage you, if you are feeling that for this coming year, to consider my Masterful Living course. If it, if joining with us and with my support, that this would be the thing that would be your path of greater spiritual connection and practice uh, for the coming year. So registration is open now. It's open until January 11th. And the first class is my bonus class. Uh, It's my New Year's Reboot class. And I'm doing something really special this year. I'm doing a three-hour New Year's Reboot class. And it's a bonus for anyone who signs up for Masterful Living ahead of time. Also, as a bonus this year, I'm doing something. I have my New Year's Reboot Retreat at Unity Village, December 28th to January 1st. It's four nights, five days. We're going to dive deep and take out the trash, clear the clutter, mental, emotional clutter, and really clear the way for this trajectory for the coming year. I've been feeling how powerful this is going to be literally since the summertime. And I'm very excited to participate in it myself. So uh, if you sign up for Masterful Living now, you can have a $300 discount on my New Year's Reboot Retreat. So I invite you to consider that if it calls to you. We're going to be at Unity Village at the end of the year. All right, it's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. We're talking about the Holy Spirit's Rules for Decision. Rules for Decision. So helpful. We're in Chapter 30, Section 1, and now we're on my page 626. It's Paragraph 4. It's the second rule of decision. Here it is. 
If I make no decisions by myself, this is the day that will be given to me. So remember in the beginning, it said to think about the kind of day you'd like to have. Right? So we're thinking about the kind of day that we'd like to have at the beginning of the day. And it says here, think about the kind of day you want and tell yourself there is a way in which this very day that you want can happen just like you would like it. Then, try again to have the day you want. The outlook starts with this. Today, I will make no decisions by myself. And then, second rule, if I make no decisions by myself, this is the day that will be given to me. The day that I desire will be given to me. For me personally, what I have realized is the ego gets very attached to how things should be or could be or should not be or couldn't be in form. So in order to avoid ego attachment, which just brings more suffering, what I've learned is really helpful to me is to focus on how I'd like to feel throughout my day. So that's why I was saying to feel successful, to feel loving, to feel joyful, to feel centered and harmonious, living in ease and grace. And then, and to feel that I'm accomplishing things, I'm being productive. If I feel all of that, if I feel prosperous and harmonious, then how the day actually looks isn't so important to me. It's much more important to me how do I feel about my day. Because let's face it, if we're actually believing anything about A Course in Miracles, we have to believe that this world is an illusion and it's for the purpose of restoring our right mind. And coming back to our true reality in God and transcending time and space. That's one of the core principles of A Course in Miracles is that this course is for the purpose of saving time. Oh, and that reminds me. (laughs) That reminds me. I have a free class this week. Unblock the flow of time, energy, and money. Unblock the flow of your time, energy, and money. This was one of the most popular free classes I did last year. And it's also, in some ways, it's an introduction to my year-long Masterful Living course. And it's a free class. You can sign up for it at jenniferhadley.com. And um, I encourage you to uh, tell your friends if this is something that they have issues about too. And I feel it's so important that we do these classes with our friends. I really like doing that because I like having a prayer partner, a friend. Um, uh, For me, I don't have any family members that are interested in spirituality. So it's got to be a friend. (laughs) And, uh, but having my friends participate in free classes with me or in my, you know, we're reading the same books, having the same conversations. I just love that. I absolutely love that. And it's what it's for me. It's, um, 
it's way more fun than a lot of other things. It's talking about God with my friends. So if you take the class and, and you, or even you listen to it with your friends, then uh, you can make it like a mini workshop that you do on your own. I love that. So, um, and of course, miracles people tell me all the time that they listen to the classes in their study groups. So that's another thing you can do. And if you come live to the class, I'm I'm intending to be able to take questions. So there you go. Unblock the flow of your time, energy, and money. Right? These are all things that come up at the end of the year. We get so busy. We don't have enough energy. If for for people who like me are in the northern hemisphere, you know it's darker. We're coming to the darkest day of the year. The winter solstice uh, is coming, and um, and money can be challenging with the holidays, year-end bills, and uh, so time, energy, and money become uh, commodities that we feel stressed about not having enough of. So that's why I'm doing this class now, and it's totally free for you, but you do have to register to get the info to join me. Um, and it's a video class, by the way, so it's a live video class, and it's free. All right. So here's our second rule for decision. Throughout the day, at any time you think of it and have a quiet moment for reflection, tell yourself again the kind of day you want, the feelings you would have, the things you want to happen to you, and the things you would experience and say, if I make no decisions by myself, this is the day that will be given me. These two procedures... Right, one in the morning, and then one every time you break, you think of it. Now, listen, this this thinking of it, the coming back to it throughout the day at any time you think of it, and have a quiet moment for reflection. Tell yourself again the kind of day you want, the feelings you would have, the things you want to happen to you, and the things you would experience, and say, if I make no decision by myself. This is the day that will be given me. So we can do this while we're walking down the hall. We can do this while we're sitting on the potty. We can do this while we're driving in the car, while we're folding the laundry. You know, a lot of times throughout the day we have little bits of time, right, where maybe our body is doing one thing and our mind is free to contemplate whatever it would like, right? We're chopping the carrots. We can listen to the radio. I love to listen to NPR. I love to listen to music. I love to listen to the community calls from Masterful Living, all kinds of things I like to listen to. But maybe before we listen to that, just knee-jerk, make a phone call, see how Steve is doing or Nancy is doing or whatever, before we turn on the radio, put in that CD, that podcast, even this radio show. Give a minute to the Holy Spirit. Give 90 seconds to the Holy Spirit. It's these little bursts of power that are rocket fuel so that we can be course correcting throughout the day and keep ourselves in alignment with our heart's desire, that trajectory that takes us from the earth to the moon, 
from the earth to the moon. This is how we do it. It says here, these two procedures, the morning and then the, throughout the day, practiced well, will serve to let you be directed without fear, for opposition will not first arise and then become a problem in itself. Remember it was saying that one of the biggest problems that we have in our spiritual practice, the walking the talk, the living the love, one of the biggest obstacles we have is we make the decision this is good, this is bad, this is wrong, this is right, this is what I want, this is what I don't want. We make these decisions and then we turn it over. We make these decisions and then we ask for help. And then the conflict enters into our mind. I say I want the peace of God, but I'm feeling spirit is guiding me to extend love and compassion to somebody who doesn't seem to be worthy of my compassion. I'm feeling annoyed by my brother or my sister. I'm feeling annoyed by my colleague, my spouse, my child, and I would like to punish them. I would like to make it known I don't appreciate that. Spirit is asking me to extend love and have compassion. Now I've got a conflict. I want to do one thing, Spirit's guiding me to another, and now I have to make a hard decision. I have to decide to do something I don't want to do. You see how if we don't make if we decide not to make any other decisions by ourselves, then we don't run into that kind of conflict. And, again, it's practice, practice, practice. It's willingness, willingness, willingness. But it's amazing to me how we can have been resentful, hurt, angry, annoyed, frustrated, irritated, feeling confused and lost, helpless and hopeless for decades. And within a few weeks couple of months, six months to a year, we can truly shift that habit, that pattern, that seeming trajectory. And now instead of just careening out into the blackness of space, the cold blackness of space, now we're heading in a direction, we're heading home. It's amazing. It's miraculous. So these two procedures practiced well will serve to let you be directed without fear for opposition will not first arise and then become a problem in itself. But there will still be times when you've judged already. That's going to happen. This is a mind training system here. That's what the curriculum is. So we know there's going to be times when you've already judged, you've already decided. Now, the answer will provoke attack. That's what I was saying. Unless you quickly straighten out your mind to want an answer that will work. So to me, it's desire. It's the fire of desire in my heart. Oh, I desire to be peaceful far more than I desire to be right. 
or to know what anything is for. I'd much rather be peaceful. Why would I rather be peaceful? Because I love myself. Because it's self-nurturing to be living a peaceful life. I used to live a very agitated life, a very conflicted life. I didn't love myself, and I didn't know it was possible to do it any other way. I didn't know it was possible for me, Jennifer Hadley, of all people, to ever have a peaceful life. No, that was insane. That could never happen for me. So, it says, now the answer will provoke attack, right? The Holy Spirit's guidance, unless you quickly straighten out your mind to want, to desire an answer that will work. Be certain this has happened if you feel yourself unwilling to sit by and ask to have the answer given you. So what it's saying here is you can be certain that if you feel conflicted, if you feel unwilling, that you've already made the decision. You made the decision by yourself. And that's why you're in this unhappy predicament now. So, if that's how you feel, here's the remedy. You need a quick restorative before you ask again. So, if you feel unwilling to sit by and ask to have the answer given you, this means you've decided by yourself and cannot see the question. You can't see what the actual question to ask is. Now you need a quick restorative before you ask again. So here comes the third rule for decision making. Remember once again the day you want. So go back to the beginning. I love that. Go back to the beginning of your day. And remember what you chose then. Because you were the one that made that decision of the kind of day you wanted to have. Go back to the kind of day you wanted to have. And recognize that something's occurred that is not part of the day you wanted to have. Yeah. So now you see how you're making the turn. Wait a minute. I made a decision at the beginning of the day. What kind of day I'd like to have. And I went off course from that. Because I am not currently having the day I'd like to have. All right, I'm going to reboot my day here. It says, then realize that you've asked a question by yourself and must have set an answer in your terms. Then say, I have no question. I forgot what to decide. I have no question. I forgot what to decide. Give it up in that moment. You see, and it can actually work because we're deciding to go back to our original decision. That our decision for the kind of day we'd like to have is more important than trying to manage and manipulate what's going on in the moment. Saying, I have no question, I forgot what to decide. This cancels out the terms that you've set and lets the answer show you what the question must have really been. 
so we can think what's the the question might be um who's right about this right this is the ego question who's right about this who's wrong who's good who's bad who's naughty who's nice but the real question is how can i experience peace so asking this i have no question i forgot what to decide Here's the thing that the Course tells us very plainly in many ways. You don't have to believe that it works. You don't even have to understand it. These things are not necessary. All we have to do is be willing to practice it. That's it. Just be willing to practice it. So the first rule, today I will make no decisions by myself. Decide what kind of day you'd like to have. And then decide not to make any decisions, any additional decisions by yourself. And then throughout the day, if you get a little respite, a moment, review the kind of day you'd like to have. Affirm it again. And then say to yourself, if I make no decisions by myself, this is the day that will be given me. Then if you get tweaked, if you get bothered, say, I have no question. I forgot what to decide. You don't have to understand it. Do not have to understand it. Let that go. Just do it. Just do it. I have no question. I forgot what to decide. This cancels out the terms that you've set, right? It reboots you. So then try to observe this rule without delay. So as soon as you start to feel tweaked, I have no question, I forgot what to decide. Observe this rule without delay, despite your opposition, for you've already gotten angry in your fear of being answered in a different way from what your version of the question asks will gain momentum until you believe the day you want is one in which you get your answer to your question and you will not get it for it would destroy the day by robbing you of what you really want okay so in other words if your question is what's wrong with this picture if your question is is who are these monkeys who are doing this to me why are they doing this to me why are they ruining my life why are they destroying your peace my peace if these are any of the kinds of questions that we are asking whether it's known or unknown felt or not felt recognized or unrecognized give it all over to the Holy Spirit Remember, the ego is always trying to understand everything because it can never understand anything. It's always lost in space, time and space. So it says, when we are trying to figure these things out, who's wrong and who's right, and get answers to our questions... We've lost sight of the kind of day we like to have. We can go back to it, go back to the beginning. And it says here, this can be very hard to realize, 
when once you've decided by yourself the rules that promise you a happy day, right? And this is what the ego does. The ego makes up what it thinks will be a happy day. Yet this decision still can be undone by simple methods that you can accept. Remember, this is a mind training that works. Let's not question it. I mean, come on. It, let's If we're walking alongside Jesus and we could see him and feel him and touch him and hear the sound of his voice clearly, would we be arguing with him? Would we be saying, like the apostles did at times, Oh, Jesus, it's so hard, so hard. Or would we have actually the ability to say, Let me just practice. Let me just practice. Let me not complain. Let me not criticize. Let me not give in to feeling confusion. Let me just say, I'm just going to do it. Just going to do it. You know, it's it's a mind training system. So, <laughs> just let our mind be trained by Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Yes. And, so we've got through uh, most but not all. We've still got a few more to go to be picked up next week. So I'm going to call this part one. And then we'll do part two next week yeah I so appreciate walking this journey with you for another year my goodness what a blessing we are to each other I'm so grateful so deeply grateful I'm so grateful for your uh, participation your love and support uh, if you would like to make a contribution to help support this radio show you can make that at jenniferhadley.com livingacourseofmiracles.com powerofloveministry.net powerofloveministry.net all three places tax deductible contribution to the power of love ministry and uh, it's the end of the year it's a time that many are making that tax deductible contribution so if you'd like to support our um, transcription projects transcribing all the radio shows and our offering more free classes, uh, more study group support, then uh, we truly accept that. I'm so grateful. And a big thank you to everyone who's participated in our fundraising campaign this year. Wow. I learned so much from you, and I'm so grateful. God bless you, and thank you. And... <laughs> and oh yes the unblock the flow of time energy and money free class this week masterful living registration is open till january 11th first class is january 1st the new year's reboot retreat is coming up and let's pray let's pray let's pray so we take this breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful to open our hearts and minds to 
the Holy Spirit, the higher self, leading us, guiding us every day. So grateful and thankful to consciously call forth the Holy Spirit into our mind with a voice that's so clear, so beautiful, that it is the only voice we wish to hear. So grateful and thankful to join together for this holy purpose and to accept our time together as a perfect blessing. In gratitude, we share these blessings with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. I love you. Have a great rest of your week.